us for another episode of The Sesh. I'm Vince. This is J-Town from Crazy yeah, Strain yeah. here. Today, we have joining us Brent Castillo. You see me? Oh, there we go. Hey! Hey, there we are. Hey, what's up? Hell yeah, man. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? My pleasure. I'm good, man. Just woke up, got my fucking puff car ready. I <laughs> picked up some stuff. Yeah. Yay! Got great doing, taste, man. man. Yeah. What do you guys... Uh, oh, God. Uh, I yeah. wanted to see if you had any kind of uh, new projects or anything you've been working on that you wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, yeah, just off top, I've got uh, buddies. Uh, me and my boy JP are doing a podcast. Uh, we just, you know, smoke weed, talk about the culture, community, all the stuff that's going on. It's so me and a oh, bunch yeah. of comics. We just get really, really stoned. And then it just turns into us, you know, being just a bunch of <laughs> stoners hanging out. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the way to do it, though. It's yeah. Super fun. But it's also like one of my favorite things to do right now because, uh, you know, with where I'm at in comedy, I'm surrounded by a lot of the. I think the funniest young guys that are like on their way up, um, most of the comics that I know are all opening up for the huge dudes as it is, you know, Rogan, right. Santino, all those guys. So it's like, I, I know those guys are eventually just going to be as big. So it's like, why not create our own thing and really get to capture these dope, funny moments with my friends? Hell yeah, man. That's super awesome. Yeah. And smoke good weed. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Always, always super fun. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, so, I always man, gotta smoke. Oh, yeah. uh, I wanted to know too. When was it that you knew that you wanted like comedy was something that you really wanted to pursue as like more so of a career? Ah oh, man, that didn't happen till like super later. Um, wanting to do it as because I remember I was like nineteen twenty and I was like watching people do an open mic, and it was always like a thing that I liked to do is like for fun. But right. then <laughs> it wasn't until I was at an actual club watching people like do it and host and like feature jesus trejo was the first guy i saw feature at a club in my town him and steve mm -hmm. trevino and they were the ones that told me all about the store and told me to move up so it was around that time that i was like all right i could think about doing it and um i was like fuck i think i was like 20 21 22 at the time and i got offered like a really good job at a casino and my friend got it was actually his job that they offered me because he was leaving it was like when social media was first starting. So he was basically just running the Twitter and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, he got offered a dope job in LA and uh, they tried to keep me there by giving me like a, I think it was like a three figure salary. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but it was, it was like so much money that it was like, if I took the job, I knew they would have figured out that I didn't know how to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cause no one knew how to do it at the time. So right, right. we were like talking and he was like, just move up with me, you know, sleep on my couch, get whatever job he was like, he was like, I know it's probably going to suck, but just think about how funnier you would be if you could get up every single night. So he was like, his name is Ryan Chartrand, and uh, he literally paid uh, rent for me the first like six, seven months that I was in Los Angeles. Because oh, like, yeah, yeah. So like I moved out with him and we were like good friends for like a long time. And then um, I got my two jobs, but it was also like, oh, this is Los Angeles. Like no one makes a lot of money. Right. <laughs> so like. So like on paper, like moving to Los Angeles was like, oh yeah, we could totally both do this. But it was right. like, he made so much more than I did. So it was like, by the end of it, it was like, he was just paying for rent most of it. And I was like, yo, I can't, I was like, we can't keep doing this. Like you're fucking bleeding money. And it's like, it's just not, but yeah. So we still talk and stuff, but it was like winning roast battle and opening up for Joe. He hit me up and was just like, everything's, 
he was like, everything's cool. He's like, you don't ever have to worry about ever paying me back for anything. He was like, you doing yeah. that and succeeding what you wanted, that's payment enough. Fuck yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's so, like, you, uh, need, you need good friends and people like that in your corner. Oh, for oh, sure. Definitely, you know. So uh, who would you say, what kind of comedians inspired you? Uh, the big ones that inspired me, you know, um, man, I think if I had to pick anybody that was out at, 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 at the first ones, it would be like, I think before you even realize their comics, I think a lot of like your favorite family members are like your first comics. Like my uncle, um, right. is like my dad and my uncle are two of my favorite people to watch because mm -hmm. they would like get drunk and like, uh, my uncle would tell this one story so good that like every time he would tell it it was like he was telling it the first time right, and right. it was like a story that i've heard my whole life but it was like every time he told it we would all just die laughing and he was like he was just the first guy that i remember seeing and being like oh man you're fucking hilarious and then you see people in like school that are just funny right and you have right. like your friends that just make you laugh like you've never laughed before uh, um yeah. but i think the first time that i saw like a comic that i was like oh okay this is fucking I think it was like George Lopez, because you know you're Mexican and you see like, all you know they fucking love him. Uh, right, right. The first time you see it, um, then you start like really diving into it, and then you start seeing like Richard and then like Carlin mm -hmm. and all those guys. I think the, for me the biggest guy that changed it for me was Louis. Watching Louis uh, and Chappelle, obviously Chappelle first because I saw like Half Baked and stuff, and that was like a huge stoner. But like Louis was the one where I was like, oh okay, you could do the act. Like that's wild. Hell yeah, man. So I, I know you've done tons of shows and stuff. Have you had any kind of crazy fucking interactions with fans or just crazy experiences during shows? Um, nothing crazy. I mean, I've had like the craziest things I've had is I've had like a guy want to beat me up after a joke, uh, which is like pretty That's hilarious. Like actually I've had a whole family want to fight me after a joke. And that was wow. like, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, it was in San Jose. <laughs> And um, it was like at the time, everyone they were like deporting a lot of like Mexicans and stuff. And I had like uh -huh. a joke about how um, if I if I'm gonna pay taxes and it's gonna go to deport people that look like me, let me work harder so I could pay more in taxes to pick who I want to get to deport. <laughs> uh, and then I was just like, I would want to deport a white family just to even it up. And then I was like. <laughs> And I, I was saying, I was like, you know, it would, and it would also cost more to deport a white family because, right. you know, it's just a lot more like moving costs and everything. It's like a little, like it was a black family's a little less expensive Mexicans. And then it just goes up. And then I remember I said that and this guy got so fucking mad. It was this white guy and his whole family, he got so mad. He wanted to fight me. Like in the middle of the show, he like got up and was like, fucking, he thought I was a black guy at first. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. So it was the, the it, it, it confused me more than anything because right off the top he was like, he was like, your people should have worked harder. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even, I di it didn't even, I, di I couldn't comprehend what he was yelling at me about. So right, like, I right. didn't even understand. And then I was like, all right. And then I just kept doing it. And it was just kind of weird. But then like after the show, my other friend who was on the show was selling merch for uh, the comic that we're opening for. And I was uh -huh. like coming downstairs and he like looks up to me and he's like, don't go, don't, don't come down, come. And I'm like, what? And apparently the guy like got kicked out, but it was like him and like his whole family, they were all drunk and they like wanted to fight me. He was like, I didn't come out here to hear him talk about deporting hardworking Americans. <laughs> and I was just like, it was made up. It right. wasn't even real. Like it was like, yeah, I was like, you're more mad at like 
imaginary people getting deported than like real people getting deported. <laughs> Dude, it was like the it was it was blew my mind. Um, I, I had a lady flash me once, which was hilarious. What was that? I had a lady flash me at a show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's was, awesome. I was just kind of like, all right, cool. Uh, it was uh, pretty hilarious. Uh, it was me and. Um, uh, it was me and Burt Kreischer. I was like selling merch and we were just sitting there and like, we're selling merch to these people. And then the people that we're all looking at, you just see them go, oh, oh my, like this, like, so our backs are to the window and uh -huh. we're like facing the crowd. He's doing the meet and greet. We're selling stuff. And then right. um, all of a sudden the crowd just starts going wild and we're like, what the fuck? And then the, someone's like, turn around and we turn around and this lady's just like this up against the yeah. wall. And we're just like, oh, okay. I guess this is Florida. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. Like Florida. Yeah, it was dope. Fuck yeah, man. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so why don't you tell us the first time you smoked weed, man? I kind of want to hear that. First time I ever smoked weed. Yeah. Because um, I, I barely remember mine that much. Really? You don't remember the first guy? Uh, like, there's always like no, a, dude, I mean, like a little friend. bit. Huh? There's always like a friend who introduces you to it. Actually, it was my older brother. Yeah, family members. <laughs> and uh, if I remember correctly, we were playing uh, Ghost Recon. See, my nice. brothers, had, they had already moved out, and they had had a house, right? And they had uh, computers in different rooms, and they all game together. Yeah, yeah. So I think I was like 13, 14. My brother's like, here, you got to try this. And was, I don't know, pretty big bomb. I remember just sitting there smoking it and then going down and getting some soda because I had cotton mouth like I never had before in my life. <laughs> and then uh, we shot people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the best, man. That's uh, My cousin was the one who introduced me to it. Um what happened was the night before it was around new year's we went to a party and he was like a senior in high school so it was like a party that i had no reason to be at i was just younger i think it was like a sophomore at the time right right and i remember the party ended up getting busted Gosh, and yeah. like everyone started like you know flushing their drugs and stuff well when i had gotten there i'd put my sweatshirt down and someone had stashed uh the weed that they had in the sweatshirt in my sweatshirt and they hid my sweatshirt under the bed so when I found my sweatshirt, uh, it was actually my friend that found my sweatshirt and we were all getting ready to leave. The cops were there. They started to check everyone's IDs, but they realized that there were so many kids there that they were just like, everyone get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> so like, so like we were starting to leave and my friends got my sweatshirt and I was like, uh, I was like, Oh, can I have my sweatshirt back? And he's like, no, no, let me hold on to it. Uh, <laughs> I'm a white guy. I'll be fine. And uh, so they like, <laughs> let, they like let him through and then they let me through and stuff. And we get into the car and he was like, he tells me, he's like, I found your sweatshirt under the bed. Uh, I, I feel, I think there's something in it. Cause it feels bumpy. Uh, and my cousin was like, all right. So we opened my sweatshirt and it was about an ounce of weed. Someone shit. had fucking stuck an ounce of weed into my jacket and in san jose at the time it was like you know not even medical wasn't even a thing so it was like right. that shit would have fucking ruined my life oh, for um sure. so my cousin found it and was like what the fuck um so we go back to i just remember standing there and he has it in his hand i'm like what do we what is it and he's like oh it's weed and i'm like well what do we do with it and he looks at me and he goes we fucking smoke it bro and i was like <laughs> oh, yeah. all right and so we smoked it out of like a toilet paper, uh, like bong, uh, you know, it was like a, you know, he made like a steamroller and uh, then, um, <laughs> I just remember getting super baked and just laughing uncontrollably into a bowl of Reese's puff cereal. Fuck yeah. And, uh, 
my cousin put Half Baked on, and that was like the first time I ever watched Half Baked. And then we watched Chappelle show after that, and I think we saw Killing Him Softly. So that was oh, like yeah. the first time I got introduced to like Chappelle. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. So I know everybody kind of has their own little routine when it comes to smoking. Do you have like a specific routine that you have? Um, if it's when it's like waking up in the morning, I like to like get up. I like sit on my couch for a little bit. Surprisingly, I don't dab or do anything right away. Mm -hmm. I usually like to take like an hour or two to where I'm like still waking up and being like, you know, once I get fully awake and I've looked at all the news and stuff, then I'll like sit down, take a dab. Um, but if I really just want to like, it's my time to smoke and I'm just trying mm -hmm. to smoke and no one's around, like my wife's at work and it's just me. That's when it's like, I'll roll a joint, I'll put music on and I'll just oh, yeah. sit and I'll just listen to music and get super baked. I oh, like yeah. smoking at night. Nighttime's like my favorite from like 12 to 2 to 3. I'll just sit, listen to music, and just get stoned. Same, man. That's my favorite thing. Just sit there, roll one up, vibe with the music. Yeah. Music. It's funny. Yeah. Like, I used to walk in on my dad drinking and like listening oh. to music, and I'm like, oh, this is, this seems problematic. And then like now I'm right, like, right. oh, I get it. I get it. Yep. It, it, it's not problematic. It's therapeutic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, dude, my morning rituals, and I feel you like, uh, <clears throat> I don't smoke right, right away. It takes me about 15 minutes, at least to get uh -huh. my morning, you know, my morning shit out of the way. And then I got to go up and I, I go outside and I smoke right away. You know, I don't smoke yeah. inside. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I wake up at least an hour or two before my wife and kid do on the weekends. So yeah. I go outside, you know, I'll have uh, this, I'll have a bowl loaded, probably even this sitting around somewhere. And about half a pack of cigarettes and about 50 different YouTube freaking videos. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's a, that's, I mean, that's a good routine. I think if I had kids, I would either have to stop or I'd have to do the same thing where it's like wake up a few hours and then just smoke. Um, but yeah, no, that juggles tough. Oh, especially, sure. especially <laughs> think about especially think about like when your kid becomes a teenager or stuff and if you've decided to like tell them you smoke or if like like my wife's parents um didn't tell us until like recently that they you know used to and that they you know and i'm just like oh that's why because right. it is such <laughs> a with our parents it's such a taboo thing and they don't want like they don't want us to think differently about them for some weird reason it's like what you don't right. want me to think you're cooler yeah <laughs> exactly well yeah. i found out my parents smoked weed when i was about like 13 14 also you know right around the time i started yeah so that was pretty young for me and then i have a 14 year old myself right now uh-huh so she's she's going through a lot of personal issues and trying to identify who she is you know so uh i i flat out told her so i showed her my medical card because you know we're here in arizona so yeah i have my medical card so it's all legal i showed her that and uh she has any questions, I show her about it, but I still don't try to smoke in front of her, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She knows I go outside, you know, for my medicine and all that. She's seen me carrying this through the house and all that or whatever. And she knows what it is, but doesn't really acknowledge it, you know? Yeah, yeah, So I think that's best to, you know, in a way expose them to it. So later on, they're not, when they are exposed to it, somewhat how maybe some of us were, it's, it's more of a safer environment, you know? Yeah, that was the, that was the big thing with like my father and my grandfather was, I remember my grandfather had my mom, because he had like a bunch of daughters. So he got them all shit faced. Uh, no, <laughs> he, <laughs> he was like, he was like, you guys can drink, you guys can smoke. Cause I would rather you your first time 
be here at home and you know what that's like than you be at a party and then that should happen and then fucking not right. good stuff happen you know he's like exactly. i'd rather you be know what it's like to be in control and out of control um and i think that's very important too is like you gotta like it's like i couldn't imagine you know everyone's got that story of like wanting to fit in wanting to be cool and then they just rip a 10-foot bong or whatever and then everyone that smokes right. a lot staring at them and they're like what i do wrong and you're like oh this is gonna be a bad trip for you yeah, it's gonna be a long night. Yeah. So, uh, you uh, mentioned the roast battles earlier. So, what was the experience like being on that show and then winning season two on top of that? I mean, I was checking IDs at the time. I was literally <laughs> like, so it was it it uh, closest thing I could feel like is like what I imagine Harry Potter felt like because it felt like a different world. Because at the time it was for me because it was like I'd never been on TV, never gotten to experience any of that stuff. And I got to see the thing that I watched grow in a room that was mm -hmm. an open mic become a TV show. So I got to watch all my friends kind of get their first credits and all this jazz. So it was a very like insane experience. It was a lot of growing up. Um, but yeah, it was like, my wife, my wife was like, I've never seen you so focused on something before. Yeah. She was like, she was like, it, it scared me a little bit. Uh, she was like, I had no idea. She's like, I didn't, I thought you were going to like break up with me or whatever. She was like, I just, I, I'd never seen you so focused on a thing. I was like, yeah, man. Cause it was writing every day. Um, the different weeks that you had, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was the funnest and it was the funnest time I've ever had. And it was dope. It was exactly like, I mean, it was like the Olympics, man. It was like the comedy. It was someone explained it to me. It was like it was like the comedy combine, you know, because right. it's right. it's different than stand up at the time where it's like it's very hard to get a big comic or someone you really look up to to watch you do stand up. Because if you're a big right. comic, you're like, I don't want to watch someone I don't know. That's I don't want to watch them do stand. Yeah. Usually yeah. when they find their openers, it's like by chance or by referral or whatever. But there's something about roast battling that they that comics want to watch and see it, especially if they're like bigger guys. There's something fun about watching just two comics tear each other apart and yeah. see them write these jokes. So you're like, okay. And it's so like when those big guys would watch young guys do it, it, it they're just like, oh, okay. It, it's a good way to like meet those people and for them to become fans of you. Mm -hmm. So like winning roast battle was like everybody was there. The, guys from all the festivals all the agencies you know Chappelle was there all my all my heroes and it was right in LA across from the store so it was just like the hottest scene for those two weeks so it was um right. it was insane man it was I, I still like still felt like still feels like a dream because uh, yeah yeah <laughs> still, I still can't believe that I I did it or that I went through it and stuff but it was it's a great memory and I, I you know I, I love it Oh, yeah, man. So me and my fiance, too, we saw you play at a concentrated comedy out here in Arizona. Last yeah. Year. So I have to ask, man, was that the highest audience that you've ever played for? Not the highest. I've done a lot of weed shows before. And it's always <laughs> like it's always so funny because I'm always just like yeah, weed shows. Comedy should be like 30 minutes and that's it. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like once 45 an hour hits, it gets like everyone's just so stoned that everyone's just like, what? Um, I know, but right. It was fun. just so fun, man. I loved it. Everyone was great. The whole venue was dope. It was a lot of fun to like go to that place and it's so cool to see a place like arizona have a weed scene and culture that's growing and becoming like a solid scene 
Oh, for sure, man. It's crazy too, just seeing over the past couple, past year or two, mainly just seeing how fast the the scene is growing out here, and just how things are changing up. It's it's yeah. insane and awesome to see. I never thought I was gonna have a a card in my wallet, or now a digital copy of a card on my phone that right. allowed me to go to a store, you know, and pick out the what I want, you know, instead of waiting for somebody to show up, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, know, absolutely. And, and it, it told me too so much with you know, all my health stuff and anxiety. I mean, yeah. I, I have options. I can't just, you know, I'm not relying on somebody to hopefully bring me something out. Right. Or, you know, I'm getting professional. Yeah. So I'm three yeah. days later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 At a Burger King. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what are you guys smoking on now? Um, a couple different things we got. Uh, what was this? Commerce City uh, Dab Goo or Dab Better it was. I got a blueberry um, clear concentrates. Um, what was this? Pen little thing. We got a little bit of everything today. Yeah, and then I got here some uh, Kong shatter and then a little bit of gelato flour and orange crush flour. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm smoking on uh, this company out of Oakland. It's called Focus Concentrates. Good friend of mine. I love his stuff. It's okay. called. Uh, Electric Forest, uh, it's Wi-Fi and In the Pines. Oh, oh yeah. State so flowers, so it's really, really good. I love it. So do you have a, a preference on Indica over Sativa or hybrids? Uh, I've always been a huge Girl Scout cookies fan, um, but oh, I yeah. like hybrids. Um, I like just smoking. I'm a big fan of just smoking like really good weed. Uh, I like seeing different people's takes on certain flowers. Um, Same so if I, sure. if I had, like I love gelatos, love the cookies. Um, uh, my one of my favorite growers is Sea Junkie Beezy. Uh, this dude out of California. He does a lot of like the cookie strains and a bunch of more exotic stuff. But yeah, okay. there's a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm definitely a sucker for anything blueberry. <laughs> those are always good strains. Yeah, I always like those super heavy kind of skunky. Yeah, yeah. There's there's stuff out here that sometimes just smells like plastic, and I'm like, wow, that is interesting. <laughs> there's some. Uh, there's some shit that I had the other day. I forgot what it was, but I was I was rolling up a joint in the room here and my fiance walked in and she was like, I swear, I thought the cat took a shit, but it, it got worse when I walked into the room and it was just the weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, some there's stuff, a... some stuff that just smells so skunky and cheesy. Right. Like, uh, or just really, really chemically. And it's very interesting. And you're just like, oh, okay. And then you smoke it and you're yeah. like, this is insane. Right, for sure. My friend also, had some strains too, but you can never. It's it's hard to find those indica strains with yeah. that super fruity taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, my friend had a. My boy JP had a this strain that straight up smelled like jalapenos. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it just smelled spicy, and I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." Yeah. So, um, is there any uh, any chance of uh, seeing a Frank Castillo Netflix special up in the future here? <laughs> I mean, I certainly fucking wish. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see that shit. <laughs> I mean, it's very it's it's so funny how close everyone is in this comedy scene because like the, one of the the one of the guys from Netflix was at the roast battle and you know his name's Robbie. He's a great dude. And it's so mm -hmm. funny because it's like he used to come to the roast battle when it was just starting. So I actually ended up, I would seat him and his wife as a door guy at the store all the time. So right, like I right. would see this guy. And so he's seen me since being a, a 
a kid checking IDs and then he saw me win and then he saw me open up for all these people, you know. So I think it's like, I think it's like not impossible, but it definitely is one of the things of like, I wouldn't want one of those until I could be, until I've been touring and headlining and stuff. Right. You know, I see, like, there's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of people that I see on my level or other people that are putting out stuff and I'm like, oh, that's just, that's just too soon or, or, you know, there just hasn't really fully, and that's the thing is like, I want to make sure my shit's like solid before I really put it out. Because, you know, that's the first thing that really everybody's like, anyone who doesn't know you, your first album, your first special, that's kind of like their introduction to you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it depends on how I want to, I guess it's like, how do you want to introduce yourself? So, yeah. Right. Totally. So, uh, have you ever been too high in public? Like just, you know, I don't know, got out about, not playing the day, got too stoned, I had to go somewhere and gone to Walmart and been like, man, I'm, I'm violent high for Walmart, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's like my favorite is to be that high in public. Uh, I'll, I'll do that with like, if I go on like, if I go to festivals or like concerts or anything like with my friends, if I'm in a situation where I know I'm not the one that has to be in charge and I could just be a person or like uh, if I just have to follow a group of people, that's when I like to be that high. So like Disneyland, shit like that. Family oh, gatherings, oh, yeah. I tend to be, <laughs> I like to be extremely high at family gatherings because it's just funny to me. Um, <laughs> <Yo>. Same. <laughs> also, um, also, uh, a Christmas festival out here, and I brought uh, just a couple of uh, baggie of edibles, right? Uh, they were hybrid ones, but I, know, I spaced them out. I did a good, I, you know, they're 20 milligram out of one, like every half hour or hour, you know, we're there most of the day towards the end of it, man. I was just quiet. I was enjoying everything, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I was you just pushing, you know, quiet. <laughs> yeah, I was pushing, you know, the baby stroller around. My wife comes up to me. She goes, she's in. <laughs> she goes, you okay? You're like really quiet. And I just look at her and give her the biggest smile on my baby. I'm doing great. I'm just flying. <laughs> I am a-okay. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh, I'm just kind of, She's like, you're good to drive. I'm like, it's probably best than you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like getting super baked on flights. That's like my favorite. This is getting blasted. It's fun. I, I've gotten, because of like the stand-up, I've been able to like fly and go and travel more. And I used to be terrified of flying. Now it's like, I have a routine where it's like, I get high by the time I'm in my seat, I'm asleep before we take off. Right. And that's like the best way is when you're just, when you wake up and you're like, oh shit, we're already landing. Dope. Oh yeah, man. It's over. <laughs> so I know especially right now with the, with the cannabis seed uh, or the cannabis industry specifically, since everything's starting to pick up more, everywhere's starting to legalize it, at least in some kind of form. A lot of musicians, actors and stuff are getting their own weed strains or, or creating their own cannabis companies. Is that something that you see yourself doing in, possibly in the future? I, I, would, my, I would love to retire owning something. Like if, so it's like, you know, me and my fam- oh, me and yeah. my father talk about this all the time, which is like, you know, generational wealth and uh, owning property and stuff. And it's like, for me, it's like my family, it's like, I would love to own a dispensary or to like own a part of a co-op or just be involved in one. Um, yeah. Cause that, that, that's something that I could definitely see myself doing. Or if I, uh, 
like I would love to run like a weed coffee shop. Like, cause I've always, it's so cheesy, but it's like, I used to work at Starbucks and aside from the people, I actually didn't mind making coffee and espressos and shit. I actually really yeah. liked it. I love the whole cafe coffee atmosphere. That shit's, I, I like it. It's so relaxing. Um, yeah. So I would love to do that. Like to have a dispensary, but also like a dope coffee place. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's like my, I think that's something where it's like, if I could retire and never have to work again, that's where I would just be like, you know. <laughs> Just hang out there all day. Oh, fuck yeah. Get stoned. Well, coffee and espresso, bro. Or, or a beer garden. That shit's dope. Because hops and a beer garden, like hops and um, a hops and uh, fucking weed are cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's not far at all. And they have a few breweries down here that do like weed and hops beer so for taste and stuff not as much for uh thc and potency for sure so uh do you have any negative experiences with any comedians oh absolutely uh okay. let me tell you now uh oh, i mean let me pull my chair better uh i mean yeah, there's, I mean, there's all, all the negative experiences I've ever had with comics have always been with comics that are like insecure where they're at uh, in comedy or they're uh, scared of like the young guys taking a job from them or stuff. And the, the thing that like Rogan and has always like preached whenever I've like talked to him about comedy is that it's like, all, you know, high, t- or was, uh, high tide raises all ships. So it is. It's like if you bring everybody together around you. So it's like you help your friends. Yeah, you look yeah, out for everybody. Because yeah, yeah. if everybody's eating, you're eating. You know, it's it's not right, scary right. if there's tons of funny people. It only makes you better. So yeah. that's the kind of thing. Is like, you know, there's certain headliners that treat you like a employee, and then there's certain headliners that treat you like a friend and really care right. about you and want you to like grow as a comic. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've only had a few, like, bad experiences, and those guys aren't, you know, those guys aren't around doing comedy anymore. So it's yeah. like, you know, be nice to everybody on your way up, because you're going to see all those people on your way down. For sure, man. Yeah, yeah. So, well, like, man, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so it's like, I've, I try to be as nice and stuff as possible, but I also try to be, you know, as real and, like, honest when it comes to comedy as possible. Oh, for sure. You have to, man. Yeah. Otherwise, it comes to... It, it doesn't come through as genuine. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Especially when I'm talking to like the younger comics, even though like I'm only 30. But like when I say younger comics, I mean people just starting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I give everybody advice. People slide in my DMs and ask me shit and I'll just tell them. Um, but it's just like, you know, a lot of it is just being aware when you're a young comic. And some people just, they think it's because of so many other factors and reasons. And it's like, no, you just got to get good. And then, you know, just fucking work on it, you know? Yeah, just keep going at it. Yeah, yeah. So Sometimes just, people will hold you back, but a lot of it's just you and the way your comedy is. For sure, man. Well, Frank, uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer here, uh, but before we go, was there any kind of words of wisdom that you want to let any of your fans know or just uh, let, it, let the people know anything going on? Oh, uh, definitely check us, check me out uh, on Spotify, Buddies. Uh, it's me and JP. And then I have a podcast with my wife, Kissing in a Milkshake. She's a, uh, she's got a master's in psychology. So she's like a therapist and we like talk and shoot the shit. I try to make her laugh and she tries to tell me what's wrong with me. And, um, <laughs> you know, just a couple shit. Um, right, right. 
uh, that's it. Uh, you know, be safe, wear your masks. Uh, you know, shit's going crazy. Be nice to people. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely go Don't support read. comedy when it opens up. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Once you come back out here, we come back out you on the road we'll definitely be there for sure oh yeah me and uh jp want to come out to arizona uh my boy um you know lobo they have uh yeah, they, yeah. yeah they they just opened up a space out there um eddie's a good friend of mine and uh yeah i definitely want to go check all that out hell yeah man we're well, looking forward to seeing you again here hopefully soon after every all of this pandemic shit passes and all of that but thank you again for joining us today man really my pleasure it. dude thank you for so much for having me it was great smoking let's do one more day before we go Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I gotta load mine up. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Mine just died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just yelled at me about mine being charged. Hey, bro. I didn't yell. <laughs> yeah, dude, charging the charging this thing's always like, I always forget, and then you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh fuck. Right. Go to load up the <laughs> right when you get it in there, fucking dies. <laughs> yeah. Party foul. Well, Have you tried yeah. the G Pen Connect? No, I haven't yet. I wanted to though. I just uh, I've been seeing that a lot more recently, and it looks fucking dope. It is. It is fun. It's pretty dope. Uh, a little messy sometimes, but I don't mind it. Oh yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. <laughs> What's that on the left? What are you smoking out of there? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's just a little, it's a little uh, brick phone bong, but I got it. Uh, it's a dab cap attached to the cartridge here. Oh, so on the top of the pen, and you hook it up, and you can take bong rips with your your. Holy cartridge. shit! That's actually pretty fucking dope. Well, okay, yeah, we got that last year at uh, Canapest. Yeah. Do you guys have any, are there any, like, um, concentrated comedy? Yeah, yeah. Are there anyone, um, are there any, like, glass blowers in Arizona that you, like, who are you, who in the Arizona scene do you really like and that you're, like, down to shout out? Like, who are your, like, favorite glass blowers and people that you see put, doing a lot of good work in Arizona? There's one dude out here I've been seeing uh, a lot recently posting a lot of dope shit. Uh, I think his Instagram is uh, Basic Glass Art. Mm -hmm. But he's got some pretty dope shit that he's been putting out on there. Uh, different little pieces to smoke out of and like different like uh, he had these cool little hat pins that look like shatter dripping down. Oh, like that's pretty dope. Yeah, they're pretty fucking sick. But he's got a ton of cool stuff. Are you guys uh, into like, heady um, pieces? Huh? Are you into like heady pieces? Oh, for sure. <laughs> and as far as the glass bros, I can't really name uh, any off the top of my head. But there's a local smoke shop out here called the MMI Smoke Shop. They carry all local glass for a really yeah. affordable price. You know, they hook us yeah. up a lot, too. That's yeah, they always have Joe Bass pieces in there. I mean, some uh, basic pieces, some super heady pieces. So I broke my, uh, shit, what is it called? My atomizer for the Puffco. I, I hadn't cleaned it or I had it for a long time and didn't change it. So I actually melted the bucket and the bottom of the atomizer yeah, together. Together. He could yeah. Not I did that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> they, of course, they hook it up with another itemizer so I can be ready to rock and roll for today. That's so great. Shout out to MMI Smoke Shop. You know, dude, you Los Angeles, bro, Los Angeles, they ran out of atomizers. Oh, um, for sure. yeah, yeah. And one of the vape shops ended up getting like six of them in, and I went to pick oh. it up. Guess how much it was? 
like 50 bucks. Atomizer was $50. Fuck. Dude, I was like, I walked in and I was like, hey, do you guys have atomizers? He was like, yeah, we got them. And I was like, all right, cool. Can I get, yeah. can I get two? He's like, all right, man. You sure you want two? I was like, yeah. yeah. He was like, cool. And he showed me. I was like, fuck, I'll take one. Yeah, I was like, he, was, he was like, all right, man. And we're like, he's just smiling. He's ringing me up. And he was like, can't find Why? these anywhere, can you? I'm like, nope. <laughs> he's like, I'll see Why? you in a month. And that's why I'm paying 50 bucks for this one. Right, right. Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, that last hit killed me pretty good. I love that, dude. Those, those puffcos are really like, that shit's really like what I did. Cause you know, I, yeah. I, I've been like, kind of fucking around with like getting a really nice heady piece, but I can't get over spending like three hundred, four hundred dollars on it. Uh, exactly. Even though there's there's parts of me that like really wants to, cause I want, I, I want to get that torch. I want to get like a dope quartz nail and shit. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, it's hard to like have that and my wife just staring at me. You know what I mean? Like, she's right. Like, <laughs> We need new tires for the car, you piece of shit. Um, Same. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's why I like, see, I like uh, the pump and all that because um, I'm not big on the torch. Yeah, you know? me neither. But I, I want, like, one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, for me, this is easier, you know. I can just grab it go outside because, like I mentioned earlier, I don't smoke inside at all. So, I'll go outside, get to my little smoke spot. And then I'm out, you know, having a torch and the rig and you yeah. know, a million other things with me. So yeah, that's why I like the G pen because it's like you know you can just pop it in and it's like no torch. I dig that. But yeah, yeah. Like, some of those heady pieces, man, I'm just like, damn, that's just wild. Yeah, there's yeah. this one uh, I forgot the artist's name, but he makes this dope ass like uh, anglerfish fucking dab rig. Oh wow, super fucking beautiful, but it's like eight hundred dollar piece. <laughs> yeah, there's a. There's a guy that I saw, he made like, a, it was, it was just, it was like, just like a regular, like, you know, bong with the triangle base, but uh, the percolators were all mini uh, bongs. So oh, it was shit. like, yeah. So it was like, it was, you know, just smaller versions, but like inside of it. So it, it, yeah, dude, it was, it was like, I think it was, it was, it probably had to been, it wasn't too big. It was like this big, but it had like six miniature versions inside. So right. it just kept going. And it was, it was wild. And it was all percolators. It was just like, it would must've been a bitch to clean, but it was like fascinating oh, to watch. Like, Damn. <laughs> that's fucking that's artwork, man. That, yeah, that's, that's not a bong. That's an artwork. Yeah. There's definitely like some. The... Oh shit. Yeah. There's definitely some pieces that, uh, sorry, I'm trying to plug there's, my puff go in. Uh, <laughs> There's definitely some pieces where it's like, oh, okay, I get why this is a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. For sure. Because functionality is so important. So it's like to see, to have like something beautiful, and then you you pull on it, and you're like, oh, this hits really, really well. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. We were talking to uh, Tommy Chong too last month, and he was saying he wanted to come out with a billion dollar bomb. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, listen, there's definitely, it's the, that's the thing that I love and hate about this industry is that, you know, with weed being legal, there's so many, like, there's a lot of people who never been into weed and who will see something like that and be like, I'll spend a billion dollars on it because right, right. I want to I be able to say I spend a billion dollars on something. Yeah, um, exactly. Like Mercedes. The name that go with it too. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. um. Uh, Mercedes, the guys that did the uh, branding for Mercedes, they uh, just uh -huh. started. They just started their own weed branding company for like luxury oh, weed. And I was like, bro, I looked at it, I was 
shaking my head immediately. I looked at right. the, they, they linked up the six companies they're already working with. And before I clicked on one of them, I was just like, it, it's going to be, it's going to be white people hiking on a mountain. And I just, right. and I just know, and, and he clicks it and it's just like 10 white people hiking on a mountain. And it's like, it, it's THC champagne. And I'm like, no one, no one is asking for this. Yeah. This isn't, no one's asking for that shit. No one wants this. It was so fucking hilarious. Fuck, man. That's crazy. But it, it's like, you look at that, and it's like, that's not marketed towards us. That's not marketed towards yeah. no, the no. people from the actual weed community. Have to, that's all marketed towards people who will never have to worry about going to jail for weed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Shit, yeah, that shit, I'm just like, oh, my God. I think that's the thing I hate the most about the industry, but I get it. No, I, same. I mean, you kind of have to have companies like that, but then at the same time, it's just like irritating yeah. to see that kind of shit coming from our side, fucking having to hide, sneak around, fucking to get our weed back in the day. Absolutely, absolutely. That was the thing. I was like talking to someone, and they were like, "Black market, black market, black market." I was like, "Yo, anything that wasn't legal was black market." Yeah, that's all. That's all it was. You know, it's like it's also like exactly. the black market's not bad it's such a negative connotation it's just non-legal weed you know like yes right. it's like the testing and all that goes into it and we have to worry about but it's also like sure. the people that went to jail were people that oh like they they had no other you know, you know it's like come on it's just so funny to me it's crazy man yeah yeah, yeah thank you again frank uh, you have a good one man thank you for joining oh, my pleasure anytime uh please hit me up again i'd love to even if you guys yeah. want to hang out and smoke uh <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm, I miss people. Uh, <laughs> I see him no every day. I'm just like, fuck, I need new faces. <laughs> I get it, bro. I love if you're it. ever in Arizona, man, definitely reach out to us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I will. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Well, thanks again. Uh, My pleasure, guys. Thanks, Have guys. One. Have a good day. You too. Yep, you too, man.